people speak, I guess. <laughs> as <laughs> fucked up as that sounds, but about what specifically? Uh, or just you just like generally listen to yeah, people talk? Like generally like listening to news and like other like pods, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. I used to just be like a big interview guy. I guess that's the same thing. Yeah, it is. It's just pods are more like current events, I guess, depending what topic you grab. Like JBP, I love it because it covers everything that I usually follow anyways. And then they Mm -hmm. just like elaborate on it. Yeah. It's dope. No, I think that's part of the, part of the allure. Yeah. Podcast is popping. I didn't know like Apple came out with the word podcast. Like that's. Like they invented it? Yeah, like, so they invented the app within iOS and named it Podcast before. I do remember the app always being there. Yeah, but never, like, I mean, I guess, because, yeah, podcasts weren't really a thing before that. Yeah. Crazy. Wild. Speaking of podcasts, this is KB, one half of the KB and M's podcast. What's up, everybody? It's M's, the other half of the KB and M's, episode 15. Fifteen. Yes, sir. It's a good amount. Yeah, we're getting there, man. We're getting there. How you been, man? Good. Uh, I'm back to work now. Uh, it was a remote thing this week, but back physically next week. But uh, feeling rejuvenated, feeling good. Um, solid little Martin Luther King Day uh, off on Monday. Kind of charged the batteries up, and now I'm ready to roll. What about you? I've been good. Martin Luther King Day was definitely a good day to, like, I actually spent some time, like, reflecting and just kind of, like, me and my son were talking about it. My son's seven, Mm. and, like, he noticed, like, hey, my skin's brown. Like, he notices it, but, like, we don't make color a big deal. Right. So, like, for him to understand, like, who Martin Luther King was and why what he did was important was, it was cool to get into with, like, somebody who could somewhat comprehend it. Right. At his age, it was cool. So we put on, like, we watched uh, 42, the Jackie Robinson documentary. We watched Remember the Titans, just, like, positive black portrayals. It was cool. Yeah, that's awesome to be able to teach your your youngin' about uh, his history. You know what I mean? That's huge. And, yeah, and, gotta... and in the right light, now, not to bash on uh, schools or whatnot, but it's swayed, I don't know, it's swayed a little different. From that perspective, so you being able to put your swing on it is uh, is dope, man. I, I was really happy when you were telling me about that on Monday. Yeah, it's all about what you expose kids to. Yeah. So, like, just letting them know that, like, hey, it wasn't always the best of circumstances, but there are people who worked to make it better. Yeah. And then some kids will take that and want to be the person who works to make things even better than they are now. You know, it's all about what you expose kids to. Yes, it's all about uh, just raising the awareness and letting them letting them know about uh, history. Fact. Speaking of history, mm-hmm. I learned a little bit about Syracuse history that I yeah I'd never heard before. Yeah, so I asked KB uh, today in a text. I said, "Go, you ever heard of the Syracuse Eight? And he's like, "Nah." And mind you, before today, I hadn't either. And so. Uh, it was a work uh, diversity deal. Um, we had like a huge Zoom meeting and then split up into groups and kind of went over uh, the Syracuse Eight. And so what they were is they were actually nine uh, African-American athletes in 1969. So this is after Floyd Little had left, after Jim Brown had already left. And uh, within their first five minutes of getting picked up from Hancock Airport to head over to Manly, granted that's only like a 10-minute drive, 
uh, they were quickly told, Hey, there's no dating white girls on campus. Like that was like one of like the first things like they were told and they're like thinking about playing ball. That shit would not fly today. (laughs) Right. And they're thinking about playing ball and going to school. And then like, that's already being like jammed on their throat. So anyways, uh, what they did is they boycotted the 1970 season. Uh, mind you, these were eight starters, uh, on the football team. So, uh, they boycotted, uh, Due to uh, medically, uh, this is for everyone on the whole team is they're boycotting. Medically, they had a gynecologist as their team doctor. The whole team did. And the gynecologist team doctor was afraid to examine black bodies, in quotation. So so literally, they were, the doctor's main thing was ice. Just ice and rest. So medically, (laughs) medically, they petitioned for that for everybody. We need better medical care if we're putting our... Lives on the line for you guys. Second was to a fair education. Um, a lot of African Americans, when they were brought into the school, their education uh, administration just discounted them for off rip. So literally, they were given like basic writing, basic math, to literally where it wouldn't even equate to a Syracuse degree after four years. Wow! So like literally, it's like you're being brought there to play ball, and you're not even getting a degree out of it. So I petitioned for that. Uh, what was the other one? They uh, wanted to integrate. They wanted to have a black coach to be able to understand like what they go through during that time. You know what I mean? And uh, a lot of pushback. Uh, Their coach wasn't really accepting of it. So anyways, they boycotted the season and um, they gave up. So let me backtrack this. Jim Brown had a conversation with them before that 1970 season. Cause mind you, Syracuse is fucking nice back then. You know what I mean? So like, there's a lot of expectation. And Jim Brown told them, he's like, I respect what you guys are doing, but I'm letting you know right now, if you boycott this season, you're going to get blackballed from the NFL. That's just how it is right now. And, like, mind you, like, um, I guess their fullback, they were saying, could have, like, was easily going to be drafted. The running back is nice. And uh, they stood up for what they thought was right and what was right. Yeah, so they stood up for what was right, boycotted the season. Uh, Ten weeks later, Syracuse ended up admitting – during a study that they were indeed racist uh, on hiring of professors, administration, campus-wide. So they ended up changing their hiring processes. It was it was wild, man. So to to know that that was a, came from Syracuse University, like I'm ashamed that I wasn't taught that in uh, elementary school. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that should be taught to kids, at least from around the area. You know what I mean? I feel like that's so impactful. Uh it's such a time when it was crazy. That was what forty years ago, fifty years ago. Yeah, it's still all that stuff is recent. Oh yeah, it's, it's not, not like, that f- not that long ago. No, not at all. Crazy, but uh, I found a gem. So one of the Syracuse eight, uh, his name is Greg Allen, and uh, he just kind of talks about uh, the two different wolves inside your body. I guess is where we'll start off. I'm sure I've I've heard people, and I want I want to be forgiven. And so I, 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 I have to forgive Joe. Yeah, it's and the like two wolves part. It's fire. His heart. It's his body of work, you know, that, that, that excites me. You know, and that uh, uh, I, I commend him for it. And I was going to say this at the end, but I'm, I'm going to say it now. Chandler. Um, I had the opportunity to talk to an indigenous person. We'll call him a, a sage. And he was giving me a, a parable. And he said, um, you know, Greg, 
each of us have two wolves in our heart. One wolf is a little untrustworthy, sinister, can't be trusted. The other wolf has character, integrity, and compassion. And they're constantly fighting. And he says, which one wins? And the answer was the one you feed. And so I choose to feed that wolf, all right, that has integrity and compassion for others. And I want, in, in, in this, this conversation, I, I want everyone to understand that we can all do that. As Joe said, we all have implicit, implicit biases, right? But we don't have to accept them. We can challenge them. We can change them. We, we can educate ourselves. That was powerful stuff, man. Yeah, like literally the second he said that, I was, I was driving in my whip listening to it, the interview, and I'm like, Jim! Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, just feeding the wolf. And I it, I don't know. It, to me, like, I kind of, I feel what he's saying because I feel those two different sides, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just really what you focus on more, um, the right. compassion, uh, having... I don't know, just having that positive outlook and feeding yourself that constantly every day is going to bring you great things. But if you're going to be, right. if you're going to be trust on untrustworthy, uh, negative, you know what I mean? You feed that, that's more or less what you're going to be projecting in the long term. So, yeah, I thought that was dope. <laughs> Shout out to the Syracuse 8, man, for real. Definitely. Yeah, that's inspirational. Super. If you if you're bored, even uh, just Wikipedia and just read some of the stuff, it's wild. But uh, what have you been getting into, KB? On your side, um, I got a new book. I got. Um, I know it's not a political podcast, but I got a a promised land by Barack Obama. It's, it's seven hundred pages, so it's at least gonna be like a week or two. But like so far, it's like like what how he wasn't the most motivated person coming out of high school he didn't really know what he wanted to do kind of floated through college for a little bit really like, yeah that's why so he's just like one of us yeah <laughs> yeah he like talks about like how some of his friends who like ended up supporting his campaign and stuff they look at him because they remember him when he was like the young dude with the weird clothes he had a bad cigarette habit and stuff like he was uh. It's just he like personalizes himself really well, and I, like I'm looking forward to like he goes in depth on a lot of the details of the things that happened during his terms. Uh-huh. That was kind of I just wanted to see his perspective on that period of history. That's dope. Yeah, but no, his beginning was definitely like inspirational. Like he he didn't know what he wanted to do right away, but he just kind of. He just kind of stayed true to the things that interested him, and it ended up leading him to public service. But it all like it makes sense. I wonder what like do you know what what his first public service like job was? Uh, uh, I definitely just read that today. He was, um, he was a like he was a grassroots organizer in Chicago. Oh, okay. And then he went to Harvard Law where he met Michelle and then they went back to Chicago and he ran for a congressional seat um the person who had won got like caught up like some sexual shit with a 16 year old or something Uh and then they had to have an emergency election 
and like he had to hurry up and like get petitions signed and stuff. But yeah, his his first he started in like just kind of community service grassroots organization. And then, like, he says he came to a realization where, like, he's not going to be able to affect enough people at that level. So right, that kind of pushed him to law school. And That's crazy. Yeah. He was on the, I forget what, the, the Harvard Law Review, or, like, they have a prestigious uh, law journal. Uh-huh. <coughs> he was the editor. And then, like, once that happened, floodgates kind of opened for him, and he kind of had his pick of what he wanted to do. But he was like... Leaning, but not like fully committed to politics yet. Uh, but it's a dope read, man. Yeah, I'd be interested to see uh, his take on uh, the events that went down during his presidency. Yeah, I w- yeah, that's yeah. the part that I'm definitely looking into. Cool. The audio book might have been the better option on that one. So hundred pages. The audio book. So I I I read slash listened to. I don't know if you ever heard of Outwitting the Devil. Uh, great great book. Um, but uh, I chose the audiobook version. Can I wonder? Can you change like who your narrator is? Because <laughs> I had a fucking ass narrator. I don't think so. Because it was a big deal that Barack Obama was the narrator for that book. Okay, that then that would make me want to listen to it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. He's, yeah, he's I had just like a very like vanilla, bland like individual like reading me this book, and it just wasn't it. And the light shines <laughs> through the window. Yeah, no, I can't do that either. That's yeah. what they used to make you listen to that in school. Oh yeah, awful. I couldn't. I hated I'd just end up looking at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Never retained any of this. I'm the zone out king in elementary, middle, and high. Oh, easily for no reason <laughs> too. Not even like thinking about anything. No, nah, nothing blank, important whatsoever. <laughs> blank canvas. For real, for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I had a, a couple weeks off, and I just was thinking, like, what have I been doing on my spare time? Not not that it's what has been productive, but literally, what have I been doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been... <laughs> Never just stopping to ask, yo, what am I doing? Yo, for real. And uh, what have I been doing? Yeah, so just got a treadmill at the crib, trying to trying to get my keep my walking up uh, while it's winter, because that's, like, my key to, like, keeping weight off is walking the dogs twice a day. So without having that, like, I'm... Was at a loss, so yeah, got a treadmill, a little stretching mat downstairs. So my uh, my life hack is reading while on the treadmill, like walking. Okay. Yeah, so that book I told you about last week, uh, that trading book, uh, me just learning about, like, not the stock market. It's more or less re- uh, knowing how to react towards stock charts. Mm. Um, yeah, so I started walking through the bitch on incline at, like, 10. <laughs> And I was like, all right, 10's a little too intense. So I threw it down to like eight, but then uh <laughs> the ten incline off rip is nuts. It is it was it was OD. <laughs> and uh yeah, so I, I burned through like 30 pages in a in a half hour just about stock charts and shit. And I was like, this is kind of dope. Cause when I read, I get really tired. Yeah. Like that is my like sleep potion. Just let me read like five pages read of uh, five pages <clears throat> of the book. I'm gonna knock. So yeah, just been uh reading about that a little bit. Um, watching my shows with the wifey, you know what I mean? You guys got your shows together. She tried to get me into that bachelor shit, but I kept that shit pushing. It's like, nah, I can't do that. When it's the bachelorette, it's, it's a little different if, if she's a baddie, but I don't know. You would think the bachelor would be better because it's more like it's a group. It's of more women. women yeah. yeah, but it's it being three hours long. is just 
ridiculous to me. So, bro, and then the commercials, it's like, really, it's like 35 minutes of commercials, if you think about it. Yeah. Shit's wild. Yeah. Uh, caught up on your honor, fire. I know you, you're gonna, you eventually got to give that a run. Yeah, I'm not really... I started watching the Hunger Games films over again. Yo, I watched the first two. They were, like, elite. I, I just love the storyline behind it. I know it has a bunch more, like, uh, a bunch more movies slash books off of it, but I, I th- the initial premise of the shit's fire. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's, yeah. it's mad dark. Like my it's super wife, dark. She was like, this movie is really weird. Really weird. And I was like, yeah, it is kind of a dark <laughs> premise, like... These people are being oppressed and they don't even know it. And then when they try to do something about, you know, does it remind you of somewhere? But no, I think it's right. It's just interesting. And I like the fact that it's like one person who inspires everybody to like fight and revolt and everything. Yeah. No, I know it's not new, but I just started. I felt like rewatching it. Nah, I, uh, it's funny you say that your brain into because I've, I've gone by it on YouTube TV. It's just like been on. Oh, and I've wanted to like, cause I'm the type of person, like I can drop in on a movie and I'll be straight. Like I'll pick up wherever this movie's starting off from and, and be good. But my, oh, word. oh yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm weird. Like, I'm, I, like I'll have to like, like the movie and then it can't be edited. Like if I, oh, nah. if I see yeah. him bleep something out, then I got to go Google it or find it on the Apple TV. One time I clicked on the water boy that was on TV oh. and it was so edited. Uh, man, Some it movies was, you can't even deal with it. So you know when the field goal kicker when he kicks the ball and he put it's a KKK member on the football mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, they they somehow like edited that part out so it was like just a normal football when he kicked it. And I was like, hold on, what? <laughs> and it was like a bunch of other little stuff. I'm like, damn. But yeah, like I'm not a I don't know. I can drop in on a movie and then eventually like when it pops back on TV again, I'll grab the part I meant. I don't know. I'm weird though. No. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that HBO Max, real quick. Have you seen the trailer for uh, The Little Things with Denzel Washington? No. Damn, I wish we were able to watch this and react to it together. Um, You might have to look that up when we end the pod. There's a bunch of other stars in it, but it's dropping on HBO Max, I think, the, 20, the, the 29th and in theaters. It's going to be Denzel's like next like big, big, big hit. I'm a big Denzel fan. Yeah. I didn't even know his son was uh, who he was, like who John he, David. Yeah, Washington. who he is. Yeah, he's the one in Tenet, right? Yep. Yep. He's in that show Ballers that I used to watch. Yeah, I watched that for a couple seasons. That and was then. the first time I saw him. Yeah, I could. He was the receiver. Yep. I couldn't either. It was uh just a poor man's attempt at entourage, and I was like, eh. they had a good opportunity. No, they had it going. Though. They had it going, and then it just they the let writing it writing slip. Yep. And The Rock can only kind of like hold his own for so long because he he's just like the same role in every in every movie slash show. So it was like the, the Rock was doing his best Ari Gold impression. Oh my gosh, he really was. But they still tried to like, yeah. Oh, he's going through concussions from football. Is he gonna be okay? Like, man. Yeah, they, and then he tries to buy his own team. They flubbed that shit. I didn't even get to that part. No, it gets absurd. But, uh, yeah, during my time off, I've been making sure I've been hitting the Cairo uh, every two weeks. Do you go to, like, a chiropractor or anything like that? Have you ever? No. No, I've always, I don't know, I've always tried to, like, maintain the routines uh, through sports that I developed to, like, yep. try and maintain and right. take care of stuff. But, no, other than, like, traditional doctor visits. I'm, 
I got you. Like, so some people like recommend, uh, like getting like a deep tissue massage. I'm not really like, I, I guess I'm kind of a puss. Uh, I don't, it's worth it. I got it for an anniversary gift. Yeah. Um, so my wife bought me one off, uh, Groupon and then I had the, the coupon ended up expiring and she was fucking tight. Damn. So I go to the Cairo every two weeks and, uh, they crack my back for me, crack my neck, and it's just like I leave out of there feeling like a million bucks. But you should give it a try at least once in your life. If you're ever down that road and you have some back pain that maybe you just like can't shrug off, that's really how I ended up finding out about it. Is uh, went to PT for it, mm. um, did stretches for it, just wasn't it, and then went to a chiropractor that kind of, kind of manipulated it. Breathe, give me a big breath in, big breath out, crack, 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 <laughs> good to go. Like. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I know. I like massages. I do want to, like, it's funny. I was thinking about getting, uh, what do you call it, pedicures, manicures, or whatever. Yeah. And then COVID happened, and then all that shit became unsafe. Yep. But, no, I would definitely be into, like, you know, not having my, like, my my fingernails grow in mad weird. Uh-huh. So, like, just to have them trimmed. To have them professionally, cleaned like, cleaned up. Yeah, I did it, uh, I did a pedicure a couple of years ago with my wife and, uh, Totally was knocking it. Wasn't really sure of it. Shit's dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they put your feet in this like warm water and like massaging your calves and shit. And I'm you like, had the fish. Nah, no, <laughs> no fish is nibbling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, super slept on, super underrated. Pedicures, guys. Yeah, I know it's it's not manly to take care of your body. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's yeah. Supposed to be the not not, not masculine, right? You're supposed to have dirty ass fingernails, crud in your toes. <laughs> For real, I have a dirty ass apartment. Right, <laughs> no bed frame, just fucking mattress, <laughs> mattress on, the on the floor. Not even a not even a box spring. Oh, oh shit! But what are you watching on TV when you have your <sighs> on free time? TV when I have free time? What have I? Uh, so I threw on. You ever seen the league? I think that was on like FX. The or fantasy something. football show. Yeah, fantasy football show. Yeah, I've a couple of times I've seen it. So I I I picked that up again from some of the earlier seasons. Still heavy on Superstore. I, I can't. <laughs> I've been recommending that to everybody. I just find that show so funny. Um, other than that. She watches all her like Bravo shows that I'm just like roped into watching, but I'm not gonna act like I don't like them because I do. You're watching Below Deck. Yeah, Below Deck, uh, fucking Southern Charm, all that bullshit. Where, no, I mean, what about you? I sneak in an episode of Game of Thrones. Like I've just been picking the episodes that I know I like. Oh, that's fire! That's a great idea. Yeah, in between. I don't know why I throw throw on the Hunger Games mad late when I just want to watch some violent shit. I guess <laughs> I like it. Oh, you shit! Uh, I went down a sports documentary rabbit hole too. Tiger. Oh yeah, the Tiger Woods documentary. I, you're right. I crushed it after last pod, and then the part two is on Sunday, and I crushed that too. Incredible doc. It was really good. What was uh, your favorite part? Part two got super messy, kind of like it made me like. But you can't tell the story without right, it. right, and exactly. I enjoyed having like the. It's crazy how like the details matched everything. Yeah. Oh like yeah, it all checks out. And uh, some docs you watch it and they're like, like no, nah, you're just saying that. How right. Do I know that really happened, but like you see her in the pictures and the, her story matches yep. up to the paparazzi story. It really hit me when uh, he got pulled over and he was like out of it. Like, you know where you are right now? Just straight up said no. 
He literally thought the he was like, in, no, you don't know where you are. He's like, where are you going to? He's like, Orange County. He's like, you're in Jupiter, Florida. Bro, that part was crazy. I was like, holy shit. But uh, my favorite part was just the upbringing. Uh, him as little tiger and watching his dad just hit golf balls in the garage. And then yeah. that story you told me about him being on the stroller. And then, like, his mom would bring him out to the course. Like, yeah. that was just crazy. Yeah, the whole upbringing uh, was really dope. And then to see, like, the crowds walking behind him. Like the, how massive it was. Yeah. Like the, the TV broadcast, like if you watched any of those Tiger tournaments, it didn't really do it justice. Like no. You didn't realize it was 20,000 people right. watching him hit his short game. Like I don't mean to give a spoiler out, but a super Tiger moment that I liked was when uh, Phil Mickelson was leading in a tournament, and it was Sunday. And I guess his mom like had a talk with him because Phil Mickelson was he held all the California state records in golf because he was about four or five years older than Tiger. Mm. So when Tiger was coming up, Mickelson's records were all over the place. So he was always a rival. So he just stomped on his fucking neck. Uh, what did Tiger do? Oh yeah, this is what Tiger did. Mickelson had a beautiful drive. I think it went like three fifteen or some shit like that, right? Tiger comes through, grabs a three wood, hits it three twenty. Like, this super mind game. I guess after that, Phil just folded. Like, that dude's folded. Oh, like, yeah. I like, even at the end, they show the, he won the 2019 Masters, and they show, like, all the young All the youngins. Like, Yo, they're mad excited to all play. All the youngins have folded. And then when crunch time comes, dudes just start hitting the ball. In, in the, the water, water like five up. of them. Uh, Tiger's still built for that. So it's, it's cool, because golf is one of those sports where you can age and still kind of stay with it if you're healthy. Yeah. So for him, as like as long as he can keep his back under control, and like right. eventually, I feel like with what they were saying, his knee problems were, he's probably not going to last too long. When they're showing his swing, it's just so like they're saying it's just so violent. Like how you and know when I mean? you realize that like all the force you generate that from the ground, right? So it's your feet pushing you up, and you twist yourself to mo- like generate that much momentum, right? Crazy. crazy, yeah. Um, oh man, yeah. So that was dope. The to sound see. of him hitting the ball is crazy, insane. Um, I love the stuff of him coming up too when he was like uh 10, 11, like that early age where he was starting to really figure out himself. Yeah, his dad putting him, it'll th- be a big deal for the blacks. <laughs> what did he call himself? A cablation on Oprah, he called himself Coblin Asian, yeah. I, I don't know. Now, it was a wild doc. Hey bro, you put out the commercial about being black. Right. You, yeah. Right. Yeah. Culture was not hype about that moment, man. No. But it was, it is, it's a lot of pressure. Oh my goodness. Like, but it's not like he wasn't doing, like he was doing and like he would have, if he'd never said that to Oprah, he would have done enough just doing what he did. Oh yeah. And just keeping himself in that light. Like, he wouldn't have had to do any... No. Because golf isn't a black sport, so it's not like, what, is he going to go open up courses everywhere? Like, that's not... You know what I mean? The most... You know, do some clinics, give out some balls, give out some clubs. Right. Just promote the game, help grow the game. You playing it alone is going to make different types of people want to play. Huge difference. Absolutely. And it it did. Not to say that it didn't, but, like, if you don't come out and say that, like you, like, I don't know if it would have been even worse, but like how much bigger would you have been? Right. That's true. You know, what looked goofy to me is him, uh, going, him being at Vegas, MJ and Charles Barkley. Is it goofy though? 
I mean, it's tough. No, Chris no. Thompson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is dope. He like, just like looked in like nineteen ninety-seven uh, or ninety. Well, no, what would it have been? I think like, it was like ninety-nine, 99. maybe. 99. But he just like stu- stood out, I guess, to me. Like I don't know, I wasn't goofy, but it was just kind of funny to see. Like the one thing I want to know is true is if he he really goes up to Michael Jordan and he's like, "What do I say to these women?" <laughs> and Michael Jordan's like, "You tell them you're Tiger Woods." <laughs> that definitely sounds like some shit MJ would. Oh, tell for you. sure. While he's got a fat cigar in his mouth, too. Bro, with the sunglasses and the <laughs> Kangol hat backwards. Just coming off of Vegas golf course, him and Charles Barkley. My goodness. And uh, the whole casino lit. No doubt. But, Paying uh, for all your bets and shit, too. Other than that, I don't think... I don't think I've been watching too anything else other than that. But that Tiger Dot caught me, so I watched the first episode on a Friday and then... Once that came out Sunday, I was in there. I was yeah. I was hooked. Uh, it's definitely a good documentary. Even if you're not a golf person, just watching, like, arguably the greatest golfer ever and seeing that story and just kind of watching it all unfold, it's kind of dope. Because oh, it does kind it kind of comes full circle a little bit. Granted, nobody's perfect. Nobody's life is, you know, what they want you to, you know. It's not always everything you would want it to be, but I think it's – Whenever somebody finds peace and they're able to get back to what they love, that's, yeah. you know, I think that's a good ender. And a, a big thing that I will give that man credit for is he actually, like, fessed up to everything. He said, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. You could have went two different ways about. So his friend said that was a bad idea. They did. They did. But I don't think it was because it was the truth. Like, what? It, uh, I don't know. I give him a major credit for just kind of putting it all out there it was a definitely a fucking huge pr uh nightmare but uh yeah his friends were all kind of looking back at it telling him awful move yeah but like the way he got caught i guess is ultimately what i get tied up like you flew shorty down to australia fam like that's really the and type that, of shit you were on and right you had her staying in the same hotel on a different floor. Like, like, no, I'm not tight at her for going right to your room. Nah, like, not at all. That's not the biggest mistake that was made at that point. <laughs> nah. That is not Shorty's fault. I need you here. What? What, fam? Like, you got Australians you can bag real quick. <laughs> at this point, like, you're not, at that point, that's one of the few times where you could probably say he wasn't focused on the Yeah, yeah, that. you're right. You're right, for sure. I need you here. and But then again, that's... Knowing that that's the only documented case of that. You don't know how many times he's flown shorties out to Georgia. True. How, wherever they play golf there's, Yeah, there's. I'm sure there's some undocumented uh, shorties out there that never got uh, brought up. Undocumented <laughs> shorties. <laughs> that's going to be the name of the episode. That was Donald Trump's urban pitch. <laughs> we got to get rid of the undocumented shorties. Uh, Taking up other jobs. Oh, yeah. Not, like, yeah, it's... It's like a pro athlete who's moving around crazy just kind of got his phone book opened up. Yep, for sure. And back then, he can move a little different compared to now. Now you're on some bullshit. I mean, TMZ and Shade Rooms. On it. On it. Screenshots. Immediately. Conversations. Crazy. Females will give it up quick, man. 
man. Are you doing anything positive on social media? What are some paid? <clears throat> yeah, so it definitely uh, gets messy. Yeah, it, it gets super messy. So, um, big thing I found out with Twitter is you can build it around what you want to focus on. So yeah, I we I trimmed a bunch of shit off my Twitter algorithms. You just figured you figured out literally, the algorithm? literally. So or uh, how to influence it? Yeah, like how to in, exactly like changing it is a different thing than just knowing that it's there. So I follow just a bunch of uh, people that kind of just tweet about hustling, fitness, and then uh, making money. So hustling like you're following dope boys. On dope boys, just <laughs> lots Instagram. of lots of dope. Uh, nah, just fucking grinding. <laughs> lots there. of dope. Uh, Chris Johnson's my guy. You know, I put you on to him. He, the cool thing about Chris Johnson is uh, the investor, not the, the in, running back. Yeah, not the running back. Uh, the investor is uh, I bought in a couple courses of his before he kind of got like popping, popping. And one of his is uh, his social media, like growth uh, course. And what he talks about is always kind of grabbing on to like a hot topic. And he'll always like kind of implement that into some type of post. So he's very good at that. Like I won't be surprised to see if he's got a Bernie Sanders in his gloves doing some wild shit right now. Have you seen that floating around? No. Oh, yeah, with the when he's got his mask on, yeah. slumped with his coat. Yeah, yeah. slumped with his yeah, gloves yeah. on and shit. Um, he's really good at grabbing uh, trendy topics and then throwing his spin on whatever he's into at the moment. Uh, yeah, so... I've been messing with the Ox God. Yo, the Ox God's my guy. Like, super nostalgic. You put me on to Ox God. I Is found it, him on Twitter, and yeah. then he started messing around on Instagram. It's actually funny. If you look on that, it says 404KB like this. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so let the fans know what Ox God's about. We got it's all uh, like nostalgic images, like old food from. So it's based mostly around like the nineties. You he, sometimes will go a little bit older, but it's mostly based around that demographic. So you get a lot of like uh, Michael Jordan pictures, Penny Hardaway. Like the one that was up there was uh, Buster Rhymes and Tony Hawk together at the Break Your Neck tour, like. Just old pictures from that period, and it always sparks like conversations on Twitter, like "Oh, I remember this," or like yeah. albums that you used to listen to, or food like snack foods. I always laugh with the shit that you would see in the cafeteria or whatever. Oh yeah, but he, it's always like just an image that'll bring you back to like he had one childhood uh, days. He had one on his story the other the other day, and it was like support local business, and it was. Uh, the Shake Shack from Rocket Power, it, or not from Rocket Power, it had the Shake Shake Shack from Rocket Power, it had the Krusty Krab, mm-hmm. it had the Jimmy Neutron joint, it had all the shit from Nickelodeon. <laughs> shit was dope. Um, He's got a bunch, like, he'll post, like, 90s wrestling, like, anything really, like, 90s that was the dope. The Space Jam soundtrack. That Space Jam soundtrack has a special place that in my heart. That is a slept on soundtrack. That's my, one of my favorite, that's the first cassette tape I ever had. I want you to think about it and tell me what your favorite soundtrack ever is. That's going to be difficult once you start thinking about it. Uh, yeah. I'm, like I said, that Space Jam soundtrack is, is up it's there. Undefeated. I hit him high, hit him high. <laughs> you hit him low, hit him low, hit him low. But uh, Ox God, O-X-G-O-T-H-E-O-X-G-O-D. Uh, tough, tough Twitter and Instagram page. Just quality content. I mean, just keeping it, you know, out of, out of, um, the porn girls sneaking into your algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the key, cause yeah, that really does just happen. It'll, yeah, it does, and it'll just jack your shit right up. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Brunch. <laughs> applause. <laughs> I swear they just pop up there. No idea how. Uh, another one I found, actually found this one off TikTok, but they do have an IG as well. Um, the name is just Wealth. Uh, so Wealth. Right. Very straightforward. Decadence. Uh, it's uh, so this <laughs> this shot is just of uh, Jeff Bezos. It just says, never tell your plans. Show them your results instead. Super basic. Um, but also they have like videos. Uh, they're Big thing is IG Reels right now, which is like the same thing as TikTok. But uh, wealth, if you're trying to just kind of mold your social media around more about uh, building your self-worth, confidence, shit like that. Are you sick of living paycheck to paycheck? <laughs> you got to get up and do something about like those kind of people. Uh, no. I, st- I don't mean to stereotype like the people who make you can, money on Instagram. You can make like, $5,000 in a day. It's like, nah. I don't own this yacht. That's not my house either. My friends, they all got to be home on Monday. <laughs> what is the point of this? At what point am I supposed to be inspired, bro? Right, and that's the big thing right now. Uh, like, you and I had this conversation uh, a lot within the past few months is that people giving out free game is a lot of common sense. Yeah. Which is weird to me. So, yeah, you're going to find your, I don't want to say phonies on social media, but you're going to start to see people kind of just post common sense and, they grab a following off it, which is cool. But that's not the shit I'm really looking for. If you don't go outside, you'll never see that the sky is blue sometimes. Stay positive. Word. 500,000 likes. Yeah, I mean. And you're Gary V. I work, what is he? I work 20, I, I, I work uh, my full-time job, and then I work when I get home, and I sleep for four hours. It's like, Gary V. Like, you I, kill yourself. I respect the hustle, Gary V., but that's why you look how you look right now, bro. You look tweaked out. But uh, everyone's in their in their own different bag. But me is just kind of molding your uh, molding that algorithm into just something that makes you hungry and motivated every day. That's what I'm striving for. Not that I don't like some stupid videos mixed in between, but um, my attention span's too shot right now. I literally don't go on Instagram other than like posting my own SE Visuals brand. (laughs) As blunt as it is, I don't respond back to anybody's DMs really. Besides, yeah. besides the squad, I'm kind of selfish, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> my feed was all, it was all like I followed a lot of architecture stuff, a lot of car stuff, a lot of sports stuff. Yeah, car shit's dope. A lot of yeah. like workout stuff. So like mm. it was always like something interesting, a lot of like nature and like just stuff that like I would want to see instead of just bullshit. I think over the years, since I've had my IG so long, I might just follow too much. Like, I don't get enough of, like, one page. It's just, like, a lot. I wonder if there's a way to, like, just hit a button and then, like, go back to zero. It's literally going through, like, an explore rabbit hole and only liking specific stuff. So, like, I had to type, like, I followed an architecture page, and then I just searched hashtag architecture, and I just went through, like, liking all the cool shit that I found. And then that's all that you got. it started to populate. Word. So, like, now my shit would be, like, if I logged into Instagram and put it in my phone, It'd be like all food, architecture, nature, and then like whatever sport they'll put in. Like if it's basketball season, you'll see like Kevin Durant doesn't like Kyrie Irving. Like right. the bullshit headlines. Oh, Col- post. Colin Sexton, uh, I think he dropped like a 40 piece yesterday on uh, the Nets. Yeah, the Nets still have the. Good for the young boy. They got to work out the defensive side of the ball, I think. 
Kyrie came back, and we were right. The media tried spinning something that wasn't true at all. (laughs) You can, like, now the older you get, the easier you can spot it. Like, sometimes, like, especially during the pandemic when there's not a lot of natural sports happenings, you can see when ESPN starts reaching for stuff. On their fuck shit. Yeah. Yeah, he bought George Floyd's family a home, like, in the middle of his time. I mean, let that man live. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it was just his behavior in Houston, I guess, that part of it, but you can't fault his I was talking about Kyrie. Oh. Yeah, like with his time off, like I feel like the media was spinning like that he was like not a good teammate and this, this, and the third. But they act as though a player of that magnitude could just disappear like that. Right. Like something like – Newsflash, the star player on your team, like nowadays, like players demand so much. Right. To where they account, like the accountability is a little bit higher. So like you can't, like LeBron James couldn't just disappear. No. Giannis couldn't just disappear. Like certain, like Kyrie is that to the Nets now. Like certain guys can't just dip and not show up to practice and not have any idea. Like they knew where he was. The part that he was getting in trouble for was the fact that like, they're keeping everybody under strict precautions. Like you can't go to bars, right? You can't go to restaurants. You can't go to gatherings of more than a certain amount of people. And then like a video surfaces of you dancing at a party, like that stuff you might have to answer. Right. To. You got to like, answer to that. True. It's not like dude just dipped. Like he had personal reasons. Like the yeah. Nets announced that he was out. So it's not like they try to push the Kyrie's crazy narrative. I don't. Yeah, they I do. Everywhere, everywhere that. he goes, they try pushing that. I don't really. It's no, just because he's a different type of dude. I agree he's a different kind of dude. Yeah. I, but, you know, anybody who's met him will tell you how smart he is. Oh, yeah. Uh, listening to that podcast episode you put me on to. The, with him and KD. With him together. and KD, yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a not really good dope insight to see, like, he's not crazy. He's, you know, he's, he's a smart dude. He's just got yeah. different priorities, different exactly. prerogatives. But, um... But speaking of speaking of Gary V, so <laughs> I was huge on my Gary V wave uh, for like 2015, 2016. Yeah. And um, after after the fact, I think it was 2017. My brother is listening to him. He goes, "Bro, Gary V is getting into sports cards." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And all I remember about sports cards is I'm being like mass produced in the 90s, and everything that you think was dope and gonna cost like a bunch of money if it's not an MJ rookie card or a Kobe. Probably isn't worth a dime. Uh, so I go, sweet, man. And uh, he goes, no, nah, seriously, you should look into it. And I just kind of brush that shit off. And uh, my brother, he started like slowly like connect or collecting some cards. So I guess the big brand right now in sports cards is called Panini. Have you heard of like this craze that's going on right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually copped uh, a Panini pack, a 20, the 2021 uh, rookie class or 2020 rookie class. For the NBA uh, the other week. Shit was like 40 bucks for a box of like 40 cards. They're fire though. I got a Lamelo, I got a base Lamelo. I got a James Wiseman. I got a bunch of dope uh, Tyrese Halliburton. So there's like different. It's crazy. There's like different colorings and shadings of the cards. So they're all mm. chrome. But then there's like rainbow chrome. There's like purple chrome. Different editions of it. Yeah. Like so Pokemon cards. Yeah. So what? So it's funny. I went to the local card shop to buy this box. The local card shop. The LCS. Because I was doing some digging and I kept trying to go to Walmart. Because Walmart was saying, Walmart sells Panini. But whenever you go there, they're literally, the shelves are cleared out. And I tried going for a month straight. 
and I was just struck out every time. And then my wife said, well, why don't you just go to the card shop and see what they have? You I, can't buy them online? You can buy them online and see, but the thing is the markup on them is so crazy. I don't know what is a like actual fair price for these things because everyone's charging different rates. You know what I mean? Like you're so not. So you can't buy them from Panini. They're like. No, you can't uh, buy them from Panini. So if you go online, it's just secondhand. It's all secondhand. So like some people are charging eighty dollars for a box that's retail twenty. Some are charging a few dollars more than the twenty. I know? always had like cards, but I never. I never saw the value in them, but I also never had anybody that was like. Like dope. I think the what was the the best card I might have had was like. A Brian Dawkins from the Philadelphia Eagles in like 2005, 2006. And was it just like crazy designed or something like that? Like a part of his jersey or some shit? Yeah, it was, um, it was like a green reflective. Like, yeah, those are fire. In different light, but like, I don't know if that shit was worth anything. But that's cool. It's crazy because that was something that like your grandparents probably have like a. Oh, yeah. I was talking to uh, my father-in-law about it, and then he whipped out a bunch of his baseball cards from, like, the 60s and 70s, and we are just going through them, like, O.D. Willie Mazes, Mickey Mantles. I like, wonder if these are worth anything, and I pull it up on eBay. Uh, big tip is you got to go to filters and go to sold items. You got to see what these items are actually selling for, not what they're listing for. Because <laughs> you might get shit a little misconstrued, but, uh, yeah, the card industry is, like, popping right now, and I guess Gary V's got, like... Over 100 LeBron James rookie cards that go for, like, 15 Gs a pop right now. Wow. Yeah, so they get graded from, like, a card association called PSA. Mm. So if you look on that slide and you see the plastic casing and then numbers above it, like 10, mm -hmm. um, that's a PSA grade. So a PSA grade of 10 is, like, the most mint a card can be. So, like, the edges, the condition right. of the card is elite. So that card right there I think is going for, like, 6 Gs. Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Yep. And then that MJ that I looked up was going for on eBay, 350 Gs. It is a 1986 Fleer PSA grade 10. So the most elite condition of a card. Uh, Michael Jordan was going for, yeah, 150 Gs. So it, the market's crazy right now. And uh, I, I was bored because I, I kept striking out on these card packs. So I just YouTubed like someone opening a Panini pack of cards. <laughs> It was kind of like it was kind of exciting. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Almost like they were mine. Dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So the card game is coming. Back. Yeah, I guess so. I guess during COVID, when people got locked down and everything, uh, there's they started collecting. Cards yeah, there's an uptick on the shit. It, it's a big industry right now. You'd be surprised. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> he goes, no, I'm not surprised at all. No, because. That's something that, like, translates over time. Yeah, for I sure. Think. Like, sports are never-ending. The collectibles of sports, like, people wanting trophies and rings and no, true. helmets and shit. Like, I think that'll never go away. No, never. Speaking of helmets and shit, <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the divisional round? I did. I watched both. That was a dumb question, of course. Right. I watched both games, and they were freaking elite. Um, Green Bay or both games, watch four games. Green Bay kind of rolled the Rams. That was never a game. Buffalo. The Rams are inconsistent. You can't trust yeah. them. Buffalo, uh, that game was tight for a while. I wasn't sure. You, I feel like the whole time you were waiting for Lamar to turn it on. Yeah, you're right. And it never really happened. Yeah, 17-3, to three, uh, Bill's defense held it down, and Josh Allen did just enough to 
Get him to scoot by. Seventeen to three is a that's a playoff score. Yeah, it was a it was, and it was an exciting game the whole it way was out. Crazy throughout. though, because it's like the option was throw the ball. Yeah, they're selling out on you. Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Browns Kansas City game. I was shaking in my boots, man. So Brown, the Browns were fighting. Browns were fighting. Uh, Mahomes was hobbled with some type of ankle injury. He sustained throughout the game. And then on like a third and one, they run a speed option with Mahomes. Of course, he keeps it. Gets his neck wrong. I guess he's in concussion protocol, but like the hit wasn't like a helmet to helmet. No, but it like, like his body got like kind of twisted and then like brought to the ground. It was like awkward. Yeah, I thought it was just like the momentum going into the ground. Like sometimes it's not you hitting your head. It's right. Like, just the impact of the hit completely. People that like have never played football don't really get it. Have you have you ever been concussed? Yeah, but not playing football. No? Nope. Oh shit, that's random. Um I was concussed <laughs> once playing football and it was just me having my head down like an undisciplined idiot. But I was in high school. So whatever. I got concussed the first time I played lacrosse. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. That's understandable. But it was funny, I played football for <laughs> like almost a decade and never concussed. Happened. Play lacrosse for like two months and <laughs> get hit by some dude named Trevor from the side. Like, <laughs> Got to sit out for a whole quarter, right? Caught you with the blindside hit stick. Yeah, but it's—I've never seen any scary ones. Like the worst I've seen is like, oh, my head hurts, or like, oh, the light hurts my eyes. Oh like, yeah, nothing crazy. Some kids like they forget who they are, they forget where they well, are. That that's how I knew when Mahomes went to stand up and then he fell down and go, yeah, oh, He no. looked like a boxer, like somebody just punched yeah. him in his shit and he couldn't get up. I go, oh, no. And one of my buddies is like, well, I bet you if they're, if uh, Cleveland's within a touchdown in the fourth, he comes in. I go, no, nah, dude. That's one of those situations. No, he's where, not. Like, when they come out, he doesn't even come out with his own helmet. Right. Like, that guy is told to go put it like, away. Like, if he didn't do that whole stand-up fall-down act, maybe. But after that, how are you going to say, yeah, he'll probably... Nah, man. I don't like... I don't know. Just knowing what the long-term effects of it are now. Right. So what like if... You used to applaud a dude for like, he's getting killed. He's, he's going tough. back out there. <laughs> now you're like, yo, should he's going to die when he's 30. should probably sit this one out, fam. Yeah, it's nothing to play with. That uh, concussion with Will Smith, that was an eye-opening movie. Yeah, I mean, it was for a lot of people. I followed the story as it was happening in the news that, like, it kind of portrayed. Right. Because it's one of those things where it's like I, my father played football, I played football. Like, it's if you look at my oldest son, like, he's going to have to play football at some point. It's in his like, blood. He's just, like, he's built as, like, a seven-year-old, which is weird. Yo, he is built to play ball, for sure. <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you think, like, I didn't question how safe it was because I was always taught, luckily, I was taught in places where I had coaches that were good enough to teach you how to play. Oh, yeah. Without, like, I never had to use my head. Like, no, I, I never. Could, the right- I could hit you and not have to put my head down or, like. That's a bit. That's a big thing for me. Is uh, wifey's asked me like, "Well, will you let our son play football?" And I go, "After I see who the coaches are, after I know their IQ, yeah." Like, I you, mean, my dad coached my first team. Right. I wouldn't mind coaching their first. No, nah, not at all. And you know how to hit. You know how to wrap up. You know how to lead yeah. with your shoulder. There's entire technique. Like you have to understand. Like they play rugby with no pads at all. Right. And the concussion rate is much lower. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all about your intent. But it's like some, at some point, dudes are taught that you hit the hardest with your head. Even though, like, that's not even true. No, not at all. But, Yo, I love, like, 
I miss playing ball for leading with your shoulder. Like just a nice hit doesn't hurt you or hurt them. Honestly, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I miss that part about, about the game. Like my goal was to get my shoulder into the middle of your chest. Yes. And then when I come up, it knocks you off balance. Yep. And you fall on the ground, but it's mm-hmm. not like, I'm not like ducking my head down. Nah. I'm not like trying to hit you in your head. Like I'm trying yeah. to get you like right in your, right. like your center of gravity and knock you over. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm trying to do. Damn, I miss ball. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Like just like, like yeah, he'll teach you how to wrap up, but I'll teach you how to explode into someone. Right. As you wrap up. Right. Like you got to keep your head up so you understand like where to put your arms mm-hmm. and like how to pull the guy down. Like I just... I was never taught to play with my head down. I've never. No, that was never even in your thought process. And like my mother was the person who would tell me like, you'll get hurt in basketball. You'll get hurt in baseball. Like you, like injuries happen comes with the territory. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I wouldn't hold my kids back from any sports. I did get my bell rung on a kickoff return in practice. That shit sucked, bro. See, like, like, why are we practicing? I know you got to practice kickoff return, but like they were going way too hard. So, I've only seen one instance of somebody getting like crushed at practice. Uh-huh. It was foul, like on a punt return. Like, <laughs> it's always a special team you play. Fair caught, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Like we just didn't. Like you didn't play to hurt each other, right? Like if somebody wasn't paying attention, I might hit you a little bit harder, right? But, but you're like, not gonna blindsight you, right? You always looked out for your teammates. Now, in a game, in a it's game, a little, like, it's, yeah, it's hostile, so it's different. Game's different. I was a dick during games. You got to like, be a prick in football. But in practice, like we were more like we're trying to get this win. So like, right. what do we need to focus on? Like you have your fun in practice, obviously, but like summertime it'll get heated because it's hot and everybody's tight right somebody's trying too hard camp yeah. the two days and shit kick a freshman's cleats and he trips and falls and <laughs> knock him into a garbage can uh, oh, shit man. but uh the buccaneers they advance past the saints when are people gonna stop doubting tom brady drew Brees. um time in time out in the nfc playoffs he puts up duds besides his one super bowl Drew Brees? Yeah, Drew Brees. I think his age is getting the best of him. Like we were talking about before, like it's not college football. No. The minute you have to take a quarterback out because the other one throws farther, you like got you, issues. You've taken yourself out of it. Serious issues there. And then that Tampa's defense, honestly, is what started to separate that game. That linebacker, Devin White, is his name? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He started killing. Oh, he single-handedly took over the game. And then their DBs are picking. It, Tampa Bay's defense is real. Um, Them going up to Green Bay, though, in that cold weather, not going to be in a dome. Aaron we'll Rodgers slings the ball in the cold. We'll That's see if the they're built. Part. We'll see if they're if that those DBs are built when it's 10 degrees at Lambeau. Yeah. I know Brady's probably used to playing in True. Boston. And yeah. Being cold in the Northeast. So I don't think he'll be. Know, like shaken by it, but that'll be. I'm more interested in that. I don't. I think Buffalo's run stops here. I think As it does granted too. Granted, Patrick Mahomes plays. If you get Chad Henney out there, then then it's Buffalo. I think the Buffalo defense can beat Chad Henney. I know the Chiefs have a lot of weapons, but the facilitation is underrated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even Donovan McNabb started to show what that system could do once you give him T.O. and Westbrook. Right. And, yeah. You know, 
those guys. So, like, giving Patrick Mahomes the weapons and knowing that he can facilitate it works, but Chad Henney's going to throw something that's not as zippy as that's true. a Mahomes throw. Well, they can get creative uh, with Ty- with Tyreek Hill. Uh, maybe throw throw him out of the backfield, have him come in motion type shit. That's the only thing I see saving them if they got to go to the, the Henny route is that Tyreek Hill is going to be all over the plat. I bet you Tyreek Hill will be behind center at one point. Yeah. If uh, if Henny's the quarterback. And granted, we'll give Henny his, his roses. See some wildcat looks. Oh, yeah, you definitely will with Tyreek. They have him everywhere, but... I'll give Henny his roses that last quarter, and he held on uh, on that. He fourth, did exactly what he needed on that to do. fourth and two yeah. ballsy play by Andy Reid and Bienemy. I didn't want to give that ball back either, though. No, not I didn't a, either. Not no, a, not with that momentum that Cleveland had. Yeah. Um, no, you risk you risk playing behind with your backup quarterback. That's different, right? Way different. Um, great endings to to those two games, though. Um, I, I'm pumped for for this round. So are they? They're Sunday. Both Sunday games. Oh my yeah. god, we're in there. Yep. So I'm sticking to Tampa and Kansas City. Has anything been announced, or is everybody just saying he's still in protocol? Um, he's in protocol, but he's pr- practice Wednesday. Like, yeah, you know he's practicing. Yeah. So uh, I think he's gonna play. But who knows? I haven't watched any ESPN all week. I haven't Usually either. It's been like, lovely. They'd be all over <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go Green Bay, Kansas City uh, this week. But Kansas City. maybe that Tampa game will be closer than I think. We'll see. I think you, you trust Green Bay's defense? I do. Uh, Jair Alexander, I think he's allowed three yards all playoffs. Three. True. Yeah. Um, but that's just locking up on one receiver. I mean, AB is going to be getting busy too. Um, and then you got Tampa's run What's game. What's up with Mike Evans? Is he? He's healthy, I guess. Uh, he got locked up last week yeah. by uh, Marshawn Lattimore, who's an elite corner. And now he, yeah, they kind of just took yeah. him out of the program. Took him out, and then AB just chewed. Yeah. And then you got Godwin too. So that I mean, Chris they got Godwin is really good. they got weapons over there, man. You're right. I mean, Tampa could easily take this one. Uh, Green Bay is favored by three. Um, usually, whoever's favored by three is just because they're the home team. So really, it's like a pick 'em game. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go Bucks plus three. Yeah, and then uh, Buffalo, Kansas man, it's City. been a good run, but um, I'm sick of the fans already. <laughs> I was sick of the fans. Like once you were sick of their fans like three weeks ago. Bro, once I knew that they were gonna make the playoffs, then I was like, fuck. Yep, and, uh, and they knew their team was built to win at least one or two games. Their fans proved to finally get on my nerves. I didn't. I was rooting for them the whole time, but. Yeah, I'm over him. Yeah, but you like I like Josh Allen. I like um, Stefan Diggs. Is a he's a player. Like they got somebody who Minnesota wasn't using enough. Yeah, and uh, he drove his way out of there. But then him and Josh Allen are just they're they're together. Yeah, they're together. Um, Trey White is not going to be played with either. I know the defensive side. Um, yeah, the Bills man they got some pieces and uh, uh, the quarterback. That's Trey White. Trey White. Yeah, Trey White. Trey White. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a baller. So yeah, they got some dudes, man. That's gonna be some, be some good games. Definitely gonna be some good games. So you picked Green Bay. Green Bay, and then uh, Kansas City. Remember, if you remember from like the first or second uh, pod, I had Green Bay coming out, so I'm gonna stick with them. I had like Seattle. Yeah, you had Seattle. City. Yep. Uh, Kansas City was kind of the obvious, but yeah. Um, but Seattle, they look good down the stretch, but then kind of just fell they apart. Fizzled off, man. So what happens? What so what happens in the league, man? Dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. It's dangerous to his own, uh, to his own agenda. So. So yeah, what have you been listening to, bro? I, I've actually been listening to a lot. Oh, dope. Especially since like. Just getting out of the um, 
a little more outside of the rap. Like I've kind of stopped listening to it a little bit. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Just to kind of just get into the other stuff that I haven't heard in a long time or mm-hmm. stuff that like I really like listening to. But um, uh, somebody I don't know if you remember when um. What was the weird Kanye West album that came out that he the the first one that he made in Wyoming or whatever? Oh yeah, I fucked at that one. I listen, it, it's like eight tracks or some shit. But like there was that. a song with O Seven O Shake on it, and I I didn't recognize the voice at the at that point. I feel kind of free. Yeah, yeah, that, song. that shit is tough. Um, but, um, it was just called Yay. I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. That's on the. <laughs> that's the shit on his album cover. Um, Yo, dudes, we crying out for help, and we for just nod our fucking heads. Um, Ghost Town. <laughs> that track is heat, bro. That album wasn't as like Kanye was annoying people at the time, but he was still putting out good music. Bands and I like talk about that album all the time. That's a really good album. You guys yeah. should quit being secretive and put it in the group chat. For real, for real. <laughs> No, nah, but um, no, nah, I fuck with Kanye. But hearing, um, just hearing that voice was crazy. Yeah, her voice is dope. Yeah, I, so, yeah. Um, I dug into her discography a little bit. I don't know who she's even signed with. It. She, her manager was that Yes Jules girl. Have you ever, have you heard of her? Yes, unfortunately, she's signed to Good Music. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Kanye wrapped wrapped that up once. Uh, he probably heard her on the track. Get on my album and sign mm-hmm. this contract. Mm-hmm. No, but she makes really good music. Uh, the album Modus Vivendi came out last year. Wow, dope. I haven't heard anything about this album. I'm hype right now. Yeah, I listened to it. When it came out, I was getting ready to go on a snowboarding trip. That was like probably the perfect music to be going down a hill at like 40 miles an hour listening to. That's dope. I don't know if I was going 40, but probably. <laughs> we'll say, but, we'll uh, say you're going 40. No, nah, probably not, but. No, nah, it's just dope to listen to. This is um, the Pines. It's it's different. Nah, fuck it. It's hard. This oh, seventy oh seventies dope. I'm sure it's dope. I need to let go, but I don't wanna go. Gonna do that for me, and my bags all stored. Were you thinking about staying? Are you thinking about staying? Oh, are you thinking about staying? Shine. 
the pines, the pines, where the sun don't ever shine, 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 where the sun don't ever shine, 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 where the sun don't ever shine, shine, shine. Yo, the Sonics on that? Bro. I am a sucker for Sonics like that. So, you know what's funny? When I was in college, I got put on the Coldplay. And somebody, he was just like, nah, if you write music and, and like, you like lyrics, like, just listen to it. And, like, I like his, I like Chris Martin's lyrics, but, like, the production is what caught my ear with a lot of that stuff. Uh And I've always just been into, like, different, different arrangements. Like, that's. To me, that still sounds like it's hip-hop bass, but it's not at all. That song, like, once it ended, I was in, like, a different state. I swear to God, I was in, like, I don't yeah, know like what that Arabic song shit what end, that like, song just did to me. That just, <laughs> yeah. Now, like, imagine if you're, like, skiing or snowboarding. That is, like, the perfect vibe. I'll be zooming out there. How am I going to stack up to that? <laughs> Damn. What you've been listening to, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm not really f- fucking with rap, um, that as of today, I always end up going back to Nip. Uh, Nipsey I love Hustle. Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, so I'm going to just play uh, Double Up by Nipsey off his Victory Lap album. Uh, super classic, but it's just kind of one of those uh, inspiring joints. Like maybe you're like feeling down, but uh, it just kind of gets me, it puts me like in my zen, I guess you could say. Belly's one of the hardest rappers out. Belly's dope. Ever. Um, the production on that Victory Lab, it's super like. Uh, Sucker we, Proof is one of my favorite songs of all time. Love Sucker Proof. It's just kind of weird. That's no, another it, song where the beat just like does some stupid shit. It really shit does. In your brain. That whole album, like knowing that he passed after it was made, just blows my mind. I ain't nothing like you other rap niggas. Yo, that, that shit is so hard. Damn, bro. Like, that energy, like, I don't know if there's another artist I can feel it. Nah, not at all. Um, I just feel like that album is so complete. It's Some gotta, people, it's, like, it's more than the music. Like, they play. Yeah, yeah the, you obvious. can feel the energy through, yeah, through the through the music. It's, there's, every, like, honestly, Victory Lab has everything for every type of different mood on it. I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's like teaching, like trying to teach you like financial wealth, like all sorts of shit through through his music, which is fire. It's comedy. I play um, MLB The Show. Yeah. Shout out MLB The Show. Feel free to sh- throw me a free copy. <laughs> they um, they're usually like mad rock bass. Yeah, or, yeah. Like yeah. you get the generic mute. Like they have loaded basses on that soundtrack. That's 
nice play on words. And loaded and loaded bases is a dope song to begin with. That's like one of my favorite songs, actually. Loaded bases, that's my motivation. Exactly. That's my walk up music when my guy goes to the plate. That's elite. But, uh, yeah, so this is Double Up. If you guys haven't dug into Nipsey Hussle, uh, his Victory Lap album, his last album made uh, before he passed, is uh, elite. One of my favorite albums ever, to be honest with you. Definitely top-tier rap music. Yeah. Check it out. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? 
niggas talk, I'ma shine Might have been way before it's time Posted with my back against the wall Life is a bitch, but she mine The rag six too, she has mine The west side too, yeah, it's mine What you know about? Your poster on the wall at the dealership Leaving the bed, legs trembling Getting banged on for your penalties What you know about? Your response be the reason you exist Lucky I ain't get caught up in the twist Young nigga blue pager on my hip, so As the champagne spill and the car accelerate and the beat gon' cry I'll be going to the bank at least three, four times Get handshakes from the branch managers We keep doing fly shit when the cameras cut Double up, three or four times, I ain't telling no lies, I just run it up Never let a hard time humble us Double up I ain't telling no lies, I just Yeah, 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 I ain't telling no lies, I just Five, four, three, two, that's time I got to you that money My dreams come true My life in diamonds Who knew? Who knew? That's a dope, like that album really does have every kind of vibe you could think yeah, of. Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, I was stuck on it. Unfortunately, I, I really dug into Nips. So, like, so I was always like a fan of Nip, but like didn't, I listened to like a song here, a song there. Uh, but once he passed, I dug into this album and I couldn't get off of it. Like I was stuck with it for honestly a solid two months. Like I'm not even kidding you. I was probably playing it every day. Do you remember the song Killer by Drake? I do, yeah. That was the first time I ever heard Nipsey Hussle. Before rap, my last name was was my my lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. That That shit was tough. But yeah, R.I.P. to Nip. Oh, that Dom Kennedy verse was heat, too. I was like, damn, Dom's kind of killing it right now. Saying got handshakes with the branch managers and shit. You forget he's from California until he hits you with some shit. Yeah. I mess with Dom Kennedy. Yeah, I do too. He's got a song with Kendrick from back in like 2011. I can't find anywhere. I think they like took it off like everything. It was like some unreleased type shit. That's what they do with all the dope shit. They take it down. Yep. Can't have nothing nice. For real. That was episode 15, man. Episode 15. Clocking in. Clocking in, man. We're doing it. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for downloading. Make sure you subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, everywhere you're at, man, bookmark us. Make sure you know when we drop. Yeah, for Get real. that heat, that fuego. Be slinging that heat rock. 
But for real, uh, hit me up at uh, s.e. underscore visuals on the gram. On the Grizzam. Hit my guy KB up. The Grizzam. On the Grizzam. We got the 404. Hit me up on at KB and M's pod yes. on Twitter. Yes. I'm taking an Instagram break right now. At KB and M's pod. Yeah, I hit the Twitter the other day asking, if just making sure you're on your water. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. Or shout out to Chris. Chris was on his water too. Yeah. How much water yes. are you drinking? For I'm almost at like six bottles a day. There we go. There we go. I like to see it. It's weird, but like, especially like being active and like doing workouts and stuff. Right. You gotta stay hydrated, or you yeah. Die. I always catch. I've been catching myself slipping, and then I got that huge jug, so I just fill the thing up and. Going. The jug is underrated. Yes. Like my, my wife loves the inspirational bottles. Like, you're almost there. Oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah. It's got the different notches or whatever. Yeah. Hey, man, whatever can get you to finish it up, more power to you. Facts, man. Drink more water. All with 2021. You, with your dry ass. <laughs> your dry ass mouth. <laughs> Facts. All right, later, See everybody. You next week.